What Else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. One-on-one conversations with some of your favorite artists. Find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com. What Else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Welcome, everybody, to episode 53 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Grant Tipyip Youngsma. How's it going, Grant? Oh, just wonderful, Phil. Just uh, recording currently from my bedroom. So. <laughs> I'm also Fun in my times. bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, we are, we are socially distancing. It is um, a crazy week for just um, being together and we're trying to limit the amount of uh, together uh, that, we, uh, that we can handle this week. So I'm actually um, like the entire week, like not really seeing anyone um, except for, uh, it's recording this the week of Thanksgiving. So, uh, which if, if you're listening to this from other countries, like, I mean, Thanksgiving is like a big deal in the United States where families get together and, um it obviously it's not been a good year for getting together um with friends and family so um we are going to go see my wife's parents um and uh, my wife's brother my brother-in-law uh tomorrow uh for wednesday thursday thanksgiving and then we're coming straight home and we're just avoiding all of humanity because (laughs) this is like not the week to be around people so um yeah yeah, we're, we're doing a little zoom recording today what a year yeah what a year for sure it's been a good year to stay indoors and that means yeah. that, that Disney plus has been thriving. I'm sure. So yeah, Disney plus, uh, I know we've talked about this, uh, on preview at previous episodes, but Disney plus could not have come out at a better time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, and <laughs> I mean, it launched in November of 2019. So yeah. uh, like no one was reading the tea leaves at that point. I don't, I don't think anything had, um, had happened in Wuhan or, or anything like, I mean, if, yeah. if it was, if it was in November, it was like the very beginning part of it. Um, and it certainly didn't come here to the States for another four months after that. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty wild that here we are and I'm sure it's been a, a good first year for Disney plus. Um, speaking of which, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess we haven't really even mentioned that on the show, but um, one year anniversary for Disney plus this month. So yeah, um, they just crossed the the one year finish line and i'm sure it's been i haven't seen their numbers or anything or i'm sure you know, their numbers are phenomenal yeah i'm i'm i bet my guess is they're doing even better than they expected um this year so especially yeah, since pro- like go ahead and they probably need it with most of their theme parks not even being open for half the year yeah good point um yeah they they certainly have been cut off revenue wise in other areas not the least of which yeah. is the parks and then of course movies. I mean, they, we've mentioned it several times over the last couple months that, you know, they're not re- releasing anything Marvel this year. Um, not, not in, not on the big screen, not on the small screen. Um, it's been a, a hard year for creating content um, and releasing content really in certain uh, respects. So Disney plus has kind of been your one-stop shop. If you want to get, you know, your, your new, 
content Disney fix. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna see it in the theaters. You're gonna see it at home. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm sure that that's a lot of subscriptions. Yeah, because uh, Disney keeps because there was the big news about uh, Wonder Woman, which isn't Disney, but yeah, that they're going to release it on Christmas to HBO Max and uh, theaters. But Marvel's standing strong and. They keep telling people Black Widow will not be doing that. Yeah. I I think, I mean, this isn't a show about Wonder Woman, but I, I think they absolutely will lose money on that film. Like, there, yeah. there's, there's no way. I mean, that, that, that movie would make a billion dollars, probably. Maybe more than a billion mm-hmm. in theaters. And I, they're not even going to come close to that. Even if they can, you know, guess at, like, how many subscriptions they sold, just people signing up to watch that movie and then canceling. Um, so the number but, of people that will do free trials on HBO max will be yeah. phenomenal. I mean, I think a lot, I'm, if, I'm completely going to do that for sure. And yeah. then just cancel. Yeah. If there's a free trial option, I, I'm definitely doing that. Um, if I, how much is it? HBO max 15. Yeah. 1499 a month. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, even if I have to pay the fifteen to watch it, that would be worth it because I mean, my wife and I would go see it for more than fifteen bucks. So that's easy. For, I mean, we watched Scooby Doo earlier this year, and it was more than fifteen. Yeah. So and I mean, <laughs> like, there there's plenty of stuff on there that could keep your attention for a month. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably just sign up for the one month, even if it's fifteen bucks, uh, yeah. and watch it that way. Um, uh, yeah, but very interesting to see how much has changed since Mulan released. So um, yeah. we've covered it pretty um, widely on this show. But if you're just joining us now <clears throat> for the show, um, you know, Mulan, you could sign up for a Disney Plus subscription, which would, would, which would run you six ninety nine, dollars um, But then um, you still had to pay for the movie on top of that. So, yeah. they're, <laughs> so uh, Warner Brothers not doing that with wonder woman and um and and for what it's worth disney plus not doing that either with soul that's releasing on the same day so um that'll be interesting yeah they it's interesting to see motion picture companies like disney trying stuff failing maybe i mean i I think mulan probably was a failure um like they were probably hoping for bigger numbers uh releasing it the way that they did they released it uh or they're going to release it for free free quote unquote to Disney plus subscribers here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I wonder if they regret doing it the way that they did it since yeah. they're not doing it that way with the next Pixar movie. Um, and so, I also saw yeah. it's about to come out on DVD as well. So they'll get some okay. revenue from that probably. Or, yeah. They'll make, I mean, they'll make, but yeah, they'll make back what they put into it for sure. Um, I, I, they'll never have made as much as they would have in theaters just because they make so much money off of the, the theater run and it was so well done i mean they definitely put a lot of money into that so it's kind of a shame yeah big budget that again they'll make their money back so they won't lose money but um yeah yeah, that was that was supposed to be a big profit um movie for them and there's no way they make that that profit so it's a hard hard year to be a movie motion picture company i think most um, any company, regardless if you're in entertainment or not, is probably just hoping to just break even this year. Like, don't yeah. lose money this year. <laughs> so I think they're happy if they just can pay everybody. Um, so, and we won't even get into all the layoffs and stuff that they've done at the yeah. parks. It's, it's been a nuts of year for Disney. So I now remember what I read in the news. 
Oh, well, well yeah. Uh, well, let, let me uh, just introduce the show real quick and then you, you jump in. Okay. I want, uh, yeah, I want, I want to talk about what you, what you saw. Um, if you're just joining us for this podcast, this is an unofficial Disney Plus podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus. Uh, today, um, at, like just like every episode um, for the last month or so, we're going to be talking about Mandalorian. Uh, you, our guarantee is we're going to cover every single episode of season two of The Mandalorian. So keep coming back every week to hear our commentary on those episodes. And we're also talking about the brand new Star Wars holiday special, which just released uh, last week. Um, it's brand new content from Lego. Um, and we're going to be talking about that. Um, but before we do, news of the week. Go, Grant. What'd you, what'd you read? So we kind of talked about Mulan already. But in the news, I read that in the future, Disney is looking at releasing three live action movies straight to Disney+. Plus. And that is Cruella, Peter Pan, okay. and Pinocchio. Wow, interesting. Okay. So Cruella Which... is slated in like March, I believe. Wow, that's soon. Yeah. How about that? So okay. that, that was some news that I saw this week. Before I go, what's of those three, which one are you the most excited to see how they, what they do with it? Well, growing up, Peter Pan was probably top five for me so Mm -hmm. but i honestly i haven't been overly impressed with the remake of peter pan since hook yeah like the rest of them have so if they stick to the quote-unquote storyline or somewhere close i think that one will probably be the top one and then cruella since emma stone's in it i'll watch it for sure Mm -hmm. because i'm interested to see how she brings her take on that. And then I've never been really that huge of a fan of Pinocchio. So, I mean, if I'm looking for something to watch, I'll probably watch it. Or if we cover it, I'll watch it. But other than that, probably not. Yeah. So my, my answer is very different from yours. I, and I, I like that we're, we're not the same on this. Um, I, uh, I, t- I to, I'm the closest to your opinion on Peter Pan. Like, I, I feel like we've already gotten live action Peter Pan and, and, yeah. you know, H- hook and like, there have been other Peter Pan movies. So I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know if I need another one. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be very well done. It'll probably be the best uh, live action Peter Pan ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm sure it'll be good. Uh, I'm, I'll definitely, definitely watch it. Um, Honestly, for me, I think I'm probably the most intrigued by Pinocchio. And I know that sounds weird for such, such an old movie, but uh, I mean, Cruella, 101 Dalmatians is not a recent movie either, but um, yeah. I, I recently watched, rewatched the original Pinocchio with uh, Jordan about uh, okay. six, six months ago, six to eight months ago. I had not seen it probably in 20 or 25 years. Um, <laughs> that, that movie is super weird. Um, it, yeah. feels, it feels like a... Um, somebody's like like cracked up dream like it's it feels like someone's like on acid like making that movie um yeah and it's very tim burton-esque yeah yeah it's a tim burton live action might actually be kind of cool um but um the the donkey like them turning the kids and it's it's so it's so weird to watch with a at the time she was three i think she was a three-year-old yeah. but watching this movie with a three-year-old probably wasn't the best decision we made <laughs> it probably gave her nightmares she she watched this the scene in horror as um the you think of this movie as like a kid's movie because it's like oh he's a marionette he's being silly and he wants to be a real boy yeah. 
no, that's that. This movie is super dark, and and at the <laughs> end, towards towards the end of the movie, spoilers for like an eight year old movie. Um, they go to this island, and um, they are like they have this like coal mine. I think it is. They're make they're putting mm-hmm. these donkeys um, or these kids into the coal mine. I think to work them like it's basically forced yeah. child labor. They're slavery. It's slavery. Like they're enslaving children, mm-hmm. and um, in order to get them to like bend to their will they're turning them into animals and like and they, yeah. of course everyone knows the scene where they turn into donkeys and pinocchio starts to turn into a donkey at the end and um that was ter- that was horrifying for just for jordan to watch mm-hmm. as a three-year-old and she's like why is she, why is he turning into a donkey i don't i don't know what's going on we're like it's it's he'll be fine it's okay but um like the other kids like fully transform like from head to toe all the way into a donkey and keep talking and it's it's seriously one of the most terrifying things i've ever seen and um i i so here's why i'm excited about the pinocchio thing is i'm i'm just excited about them turning a movie that is super weird and super like very three acts like everything feels different from the Mm -hmm. acts that came before it and it's very separate from one another into like one cohesive like like 2021 rendition of a story that in and of itself is intriguing, but I don't think is very well done in the original movie. Um, I'm more, I'm more excited for that kind of thing than I am for a Lion King live action, which you and I have gone round and round about the Lion King one is, is bad quote unquote, because the movie was already perfect. The original Mm -hmm. movie was based on was already perfect. And they did almost nothing to change it from that, which is fine. They didn't want to, they didn't want to try to vamp on perfect, and I get that. But I think if you, I'm more excited these days about them taking a movie that has a, a long ways to go to get to perfect, and mm-hmm. um, and I feel like they could get it there. Like I, the, yeah. the original Pinocchio, I think, could be perfected. So, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So all those are coming out next year. Yeah, I mean, it's they might get one 2022. They said. But I know for sure that Cruella already has a release date, and I'm pretty sure they're going to stick with that on Disney Plus. Wow, cool! Yeah, I mean, I'll watch it. I I grew up on 101 Dalmatians as well, so um, I'd be totally down with down with that. I guess the fact that it's called Cruella, I guess that that to me makes it sound more like a. Um, uh, I guess it's coming in May, not March, May, but. Yeah. What's the Angelina Jolie? Um, Maleficent. Maleficent. It, Cruella seems like a, a Maleficent uh, kind of movie yeah. to me. Which it's all about uh, the younger Cruella. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's kind of like an origin story. Okay. That sounds great. I'm, yeah. I'm done with that. Yeah, cool. I mean, we all knew that these live actions were not going to stop churning. So <laughs> the fact yeah. that we're getting, you know, three, maybe in the next 12 months or, you know, up to 16 months from now is not surprising at all. So, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting that they've confirmed it. And the fact that it's straight to Disney Plus um, really yeah. says a lot about the service. So, and their, probably their outlook on just the theater going experience. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... Um, these movies probably won't make a ton, but I mean, they might. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. What a great place to, to make it land. And um, I'll, I'll get a yeah. ton of eyes on it. Um, if they release it to, to Disney plus. So um, yeah, pretty cool. 
Um, the only other news that I saw, and we don't have to have a long discussion on this, um, but um, it's as we re are recording this, we're recording this on Tuesday, November 24th. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, November 25th, Taylor Swift is releasing a, uh, like a live, I, I guess it's not live, it's probably not in front of a, a studio audience, but um, it's a um, concert um, that's based on her newest album, Folklore, that just came out earlier this year. And uh, the only way to watch it is on Disney+, Plus, which I think is very interesting. It's an exclusive. Yeah. Um, they, I'm sure Disney probably paid them quite a bit of money uh, to get oh, that yeah. exclusive right. So uh, the only way to watch the new, uh, it says concert documentary. So I'm assuming it's a live uh, performance of um, songs from that album. It says the name of the, the movie is Folklore, colon the long pond studio sessions so um probably just you're probably watching her record these in the studio um themselves yeah. and so you kind of feel like I, my guess is i've not seen it yet it doesn't come out until tomorrow but my guess is that you get to kind of, kind of like a, a private um in the room ex, uh, experience of kind of being there when taylor's uh was uh, recording the songs so yeah sounds, sounds kind of cool She's a big act, so, I mean, I think it's definitely wise that Disney Plus decided to bring her aboard. Yeah. Um, did you um, did you guys watch the, the Paris concert, City of Lover? No. We, yeah. We've kind of uh, fallen away from old T-Swift. We were yeah. big fans when she uh, was country, but ever since she's gone pop, we've kind of fallen away from old T-Swift. Yeah, I, I've never been a huge Taylor Swift fans uh, uh, fan. I like her hits, like singles. You know, like when they come yeah. on the radio, I'm I'm singing along with them and stuff like that. Um, but I've never like purchased an album, been to a concert. I never will. I like <laughs> I. It's it's more of like that celebrity. I like to kind of see from afar uh, type yeah. of thing. But um, I even and I'm not a huge country fan, so this isn't a surprise. But I like I was. I've never really been into her, uh, even yeah. from her first album. So. Um, but uh yeah I, I i am a fan of live music and i think um uh like especially like studio recordings are really interesting to me just because i like i like recording studios um i mm -hmm. record music in my free time just for fun um and so i i might check out like just maybe sections of this just to see how they filmed yeah. it um I, i'd be interested in watching a few songs but i don't know that i'll watch the whole thing so but it is interesting that it's exclusive to disney plus yeah so yep they're not charging anything extra or anything it just comes with your uh, disney plus subscription so if you're listening to this and didn't know that that was coming there's a a cool surprise and if you're a taylor swift fan it's uh, essentially free to you uh, if you have a disney plus subscription and you probably do if you're listening to this um you know turn on disney plus by the time you hear this uh, it'll be live on disney plus you can just go there and and watch the concert so yeah that's cool in, in a year where there's not been a lot of live concerts that's a not a bad thing to do <laughs> Yeah, so a good timing with um with uh, the holidays this week. Yeah, everybody oh. can gather around the Thanksgiving table and watch <laughs> T Swift. Yeah, what's what's more uh, Thanksgiving than Taylor Swift? Yeah. Um, so, all right. Well, uh, let's get into it. Um, we are going to talk about uh, Mandalorian first, and then we'll get to the Lego Star Wars holiday special second. Um, I say that I wanted to say, make sure to say this every week because every episode is somebody's first episode ever. But uh, <laughs> we are we are going to completely spoil episode four of the Mandalorian. So um, if you 
uh, are you know nervous about spoilers, haven't had a chance to watch it, uh, you might just hit pause or skip to you know skip 35 minutes or so. I don't know how long we'll talk about Mandalorian. Um, the second half of the show is like a Star Wars holiday special. You can skip to that. Uh, or go hit pause, go watch it, and come back. Or if you don't care about spoilers, we're we're you know we're just going to dive in. So, um, so yeah, so this is the time to do that. <laughs> hit, hit pause and come back, or just continue on with us. So, episode four of season two of The Mandalorian called the Siege. Um, what are your overall thoughts on the episode before we get into specifics? Well, I think this episode could be renamed "Baby Yoda Goes to School," but. <laughs> um, probably probably not but um i actually really enjoyed this one and um it's kind of been a trend i feel like they keep getting better and better and i feel like this one is probably the best the one that i've liked the most so far but yeah. it'll probably be trumped by next week's episode and so forth but i mean i think there was a lot to like about this episode um, we're bringing in, back some old characters and, uh, I like that. And, uh, Moff Gideon has kind of been in the shadows ever mm-hmm. since the season finale of, epi- of season one. I mean, there was references to him last week, but we still haven't seen him in this season and we finally get him at the end of the episode. So, um, I feel like it's really building up for a good episode for this week. And this episode had a live action, um, which was great. And we didn't get a monster this episode, which has been, is kind of different because the first three episodes, we got a a different type of monster. We didn't get that this week. Mm. Um, Baby Yoda had a new favorite snack, which I saw online that they're actually going to start selling those cookies. Oh, how funny. Yeah. That's awesome. I, that, those yeah. are going to sell really well. <laughs> yeah. So overall, I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Um, I can't decide. I, I go back and forth on which episode I like more, episode three or four. Um, yeah. I, I really geeked out hard on, on the Night Owls um, mm-hmm. and, and seeing uh, Bo-Katan. That was such a big, big deal for me um, that I wasn't sure if anything could step up to that. Um, at, uh, upon immediately finishing episode four, I, I watched it with some friends at work. And yeah. I looked at them and said, that was a great episode. One of the best episodes they've ever had. I think I like episode three slightly better, but now that I've kind of slept on it a couple nights, I think mm-hmm. I might, I might like these episodes equally. Like I, I think yeah. I like each one, three and four the same, um, but you're yeah. not alone. I, we talked to um, a friend of the show and hopefully coming back, uh, hopefully we'll have him back on the show for our next episode. Uh, Jake Wilburn. I talked to him the other day and he said that his, this episode is, is his favorite episode of the season. Um, yeah. So. I mean, cause like Clara Dune, am I saying that right? Kara. That's yeah. Or Kara Dune. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know she was the big fan favorite in season one and yeah. she comes back in this episode. So, and then the blue guy, I never thought I'd see him again. I don't even know his name. But he was he was the big surprise in this episode. We knew yeah. we were getting Kara. We knew we were getting grief. 
Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you obviously we're getting more of the child and Mando. Uh, I did not see Mithril, the the blue fl- fish kind of yeah. looking, looking dude, um, who's uh, I, I believe uh, bo- bodied and voiced by um, uh, uh, I'm blanking on his name, uh, SNL guy. Um, oh, I'll look it up. Um, okay. You know, a huge actor i mean like he's been in yeah. a bunch of movies and tv shows and stuff like that um even with that being like such a big actor i i wasn't sure that we would see him again ever like mm-hmm. in, in, in any episode going forward yeah um horatio sands um okay and and uh and and yet like it's it's perfect like it, now that you've seen the episode it's like of course of course they would bring him back um he's yeah. he's a he's a shoo-in for you know a, a somewhat recurring character um, I also didn't think we would get as as much of him. Like when we saw mm-hmm. him at the beginning of the episode, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of a cool throwback to season one." Uh, by Mithril, yeah. and then nope, he goes with them and like goes on the adventure. And then I think he's you think he's going to just drop him off at the at the base, but then nope, he's <laughs> going in inside of the base with them. I was like, "Man, he's like in this whole episode. Um, that's really yeah. cool." So, um, so yeah, my my overall feeling on it is I loved it um episodes Mm -hmm. three and four i think um and maybe it's recency bias or whatever but i think are two of the strongest episodes of all of both seasons like three and four um three and four for season one and two all 12 episodes that we've seen so far are two of my favorite episodes period um over the whole series so um yeah these are i agree with you these are are good times where you know every episode kind of outdoes the the one before it i think i think episode five is probably is maybe going to be everyone's favorite episode of all time we'll see how the imdb (laughs) ratings stack up on that yeah because i mean it was this week was carl weathers right he's the one that directed this week and i feel like his so if you're not familiar carl weathers is is the actor that plays screef carga so he, he starred and directed this one i feel like his episodes usually are pretty good so i thought it was a well done one but like you said i think five get ready people i think it's gonna shatter the record books for mandalorian to this point um i'm gonna look it up because i I don't remember but um did dave filoni direct an episode last season Uh, um i don't know um because if, if he didn't like this is a big deal i mean to, to have yeah i'm sure he's been doing a lot of writing or at least you know um uh, you know being used as a resource at, on yeah, the writing of the episodes stuff in the background okay i'm done he he directed at, uh two episodes in season one and uh including the very first episode so <laughs> so season one episode one um chapter one he he directed that one he also directed uh chapter five the gunslinger um from uh, season one so um anyway so yeah this is actually his third time directing and um you know obviously his episodes are some of the biggest episodes in all of uh the mandalorian so i I think we're in for a huge treat um this friday yeah and i feel like they set it up really good at the end yeah that we're in for a treat on friday yeah i can't wait so, um, so yeah, let's, let's talk more about this episode. Um, how funny was the opening red wire, blue wire scene when they're trying to repair the ship? I, 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 I was dying. Yeah. I literally 
the first thing I thought of was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 yeah. when Rocket's doing the because you got Baby Groot and Rocket's doing the whole thing with don't touch this button, touch <laughs> this one. And, uh-huh. or I mean, James Bond, the red wire, blue wire thing. I mean, yeah, it's just it, the episode got off to such a great start. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, if nothing else happened in that episode, um, people will have loved that scene. I think, you can you can point out where I'm where I'm wrong, and maybe that maybe I'm forgetting like some really funny scene or whatever. But but I think that was for me at least it was by far the funniest Baby Yoda scene period of, of all twelve yeah. episodes. I could I I there, he's always funny, and I always get a little chuckle when I see him do something silly or um, eat something that he shouldn't be eating or whatever. But it was like it was like a full. I I didn't time it, but it was like over a minute of like, yeah. more than sixty seconds of just me. Die, I was dying, rolling on the floor, laughing, and um, <laughs> just how he like he, like just keeps repeating over and over again. No, no, okay, see where the blue wire is. No, not okay. So put the red wire where the blue wire. No, not that wire. No, and they the, the, the blue wire back like, in. <laughs> and he's like, don't touch the wires; they're live and they're opposite, you know, frequencies or whatever, whatever it is, uh, opposite yeah. current. And he's like, don't, don't push them. To, uh, uh, and then he pushes them together and electrocutes himself. And he's got that silly grin on his face afterwards. I'm like, this is perfect. I, I love this stuff. It's so funny. Um, so they have yeah, the first. They, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, they they yeah, do the... what they do what Star Wars does so well, which is to give you serious things, dire, dire circumstances mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, they're, they're, you know, how are they going to get through this? They're all going to die but also mixing that in every, you know, every, not, it's not every other scene, but every third scene is really funny. And, and you look at any of the star Wars movies, there's comedy in all of them. These are, these are not comedies. They're, you know, space opera action films or whatever, but they have comedy in them a lot, a lot of comedy and Mandalorian's nailing it right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, the first like five minutes is kind of like the baby Yoda comedy hour. Cause then, you get the whole scene where he drops him off at school and the <laughs> cookie scene where the boy's not going to give him his cookies. And then, so Yoda just, baby Yoda just uses the force <laughs> and then ends up with the cookies. They also, I don't know how these magicians are doing this, but like they, they, uh, they they seem to pay off what the audience is expecting to see just a few seconds after the audience catches on. So like, and I don't know how oh, yeah. they do it with like, you know, the looks from baby Yoda or the camera work or whatever, but like, I literally was like, he's going to use the force. And then five seconds later, he used the force. Like uh, that, yeah. that kind of like expectation and immediate payoff is um, like almost euphoria inducing. Like it's, it's just like, Oh my God, like, I can't believe he just did that. Um, and the stuff you want him to do is the stuff he does. I don't know. It's that they're magicians over there, but yeah, um, that scene that scene was really funny too. <laughs> I love how they they keep coming up with clever ways to get rid of the baby Yoda. Like they the writers are so brilliant as, as like okay, we can't we want to do this like really crazy thing over here where there's going to be a lot of blaster fire and people are going to die, and but we can't have baby Yoda in that scene because obviously like one blaster yeah. bolt to the head and he's dead, you know? And so um, they find all these different clever ways to like pawn him off on like frog lady, pawn him off at school, pawn him off on, you know, uh, grief carga at the beginning of this episode, because yeah. 
you know, like the babysitter for a few minutes. Um, it, it's, I think it's so funny how they like, um, you know, Mandalorian does it reluctantly because he doesn't like when baby Yoda's out of his sight, but um, they, they find ways to get him out of the scene so that they can get, you know, adult stuff done. So, yeah. But anyway, um, it was awesome to see Cara Dune again um, at, towards the beginning of the episode. Um, she's um, basically like, they, they, I kind of get the impression they're like, and, and I can think they straight up say this, but they're like basically cleaning up the planet, right? Like they're, they're going through and like yeah. killing as many troopers as they can find. Um, and she's like, mm-hmm. like one woman, you know, army goes in and like just shoots up this place and takes all their money. And... Yeah, they referred to her as the marshal now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a cool reference to the first episode. Yeah. Um, she uh, there's that little like ferret like creature that is like, <laughs> yeah in that in that room bar or whatever it was, and pretty uh, much like her pet. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> she saves it and and sets it free but it's so cool to see her on her own because i think she is a character i think stands on her own like she could have her own series um and i think people would watch Mm -hmm. it but um i mean like a caradine like origin story series where she's like with the republic and fighting as a commando and then like you know becoming disenfranchised with the republic's uh mantra and, and leaving you know um in dishonor leaving the republic and stuff like that um, I would love to know more about her, but yeah, she, watching her in that scene was like, she's so BA. Like I love watching oh, her yeah. bust up fools. So um, let's see what else, what else is going on that I guess, I guess we could talk about the actual like attack on the base. And that's most of the yeah. episode is just the attack. Oh, yeah. Before we get, before I get there, I wrote this thing about Mithril. So um, Mithril is so funny to me. I, I really like his, his little, um, his delivery is so like, uh, like his dry humor that like yeah. it delivers very nonchalantly, but it's super funny if you're like really paying attention. And um, <laughs> there's like, it's almost a throwaway line, but then when you think about it, it's like hilarious. But he says uh, like they're talking about um, carbonite and they're like, like, he's like, he's like, I, I don't care what I have to do. I'm not going back into carbonite. And uh, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, hey, how you been, uh, you know, recouping from that? He's like, oh, I'm doing good. I still can't see out of my left eye, but other than that, I'm great. <laughs> and I, yeah. just, I, I died, man. Like, I was like, that is so funny. Um, and then whenever he's talking about how he owes him like 350 years or whatever. Yeah. And he, <laughs> and he tells him that if he comes with them, he'll take like a hundred years yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. Just so, do this I one mean, job. <laughs> I'll take a hundred years. Yeah. Off. <laughs> yeah. So good. Um, talk about that, that base, the Imperial base. So basically there's like, um, I, I got the impression there's like these, imp- these Imperial bases on a lot of planets. Like Navarro isn't the only yeah. one, but um, the, the war is over. Like uh, Endor has already happens. You know, the, uh, basically it's mm-hmm. all it's stand down you know we saw we saw the hollow um news thing on episode one like everyone knows the war is over including these troopers yeah. and we got more of an inside look of like these guys are hanging on to something that doesn't exist anymore like they they want to essentially bring try to bring the empire back through these small little pods that exist on all these yeah planets. but yeah talk about that so. that base and just kind of what they're doing and stuff like that well, at first, they're under the assumption that uh, it's not really inhabited by anybody. I mean, there might be a couple troopers there, but that's it. 
but that's not the case at all because I mean mm. as soon as they get in there they're just encountered by stormtroopers and um they uh talk about that the main plan is they just want to blow up this uh base and um so it's kind of the base is built on a volcano basically is that what yeah. you came away with yeah that's what it looked like to me so they get to like the center part where they're basically i guess the base is kind of controlling the volcano and so they're going to set it off and then they're met with a ton of stormtroopers just left and right so obviously you figure out at that point that we're going to get something bigger than this base i mean what is this base holding that yeah yeah or was this was this base protecting what secret are we going to get because they want to have a ton of stormtroopers on this base if they're just hanging out yeah yeah, they, they're, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to rehash everything you said that you put it perfectly. So like, I mean, they, they went in there thinking like, okay, this is going to be easy. Like, we'll just go in there. And I, like, essentially they, they say that it's like, this base is like the one thing that's keeping them from being a decent trade stop in the galaxy. Yeah. Like they, they can't really get into commerce because this thing's holding in the back. And they also know that there's a bunch of goodies in there that they could sell in the black market and make a ton of money. Um, mm-hmm. So that those are kind of like the main, I mean, they, they also, what their planet, like grief card talks about, like, I'm going to liberate this planet. And this is the last step in doing that. Um, yeah. And so for all those reasons, they go in there, but yeah, they think it's just going to be like, get in, get out, blow up the place. And, you know, it should be easy job. And it's very quickly you realize like, Oh my gosh, this is like, this is a major bastion of what's left of the empire. Um, yeah. So not an easy job at all. I, there were several no. times where I was like, are they going to get captured? Like what's like, this doesn't look good. They're heavily outnumbered. So, and I mean, it basically for a while there, like when they're trying to get off of the base for a while there, it looked like they were just running in circles. Yeah. And you just, it looked like it was a whole maze and there was a lot of time where, I mean, I think they said that they have around like 10 minutes to get off the base before it blows. And I mean, it was great filming and uh, it pretty much went down to the wire. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was awesome. It was very thrilling. It's, it's very star Wars, you know, like, um, you know, there's, it seems like in every movie, there's like some like big thing that they have to take down. That's way bigger than any of them. And uh, this was that, I mean, that this was that episode where they're like, yeah, you know, it's not a ship anymore. Like in episode three is like, okay, we're just going to try to take this ship. Now it's like, okay. You know, there was like maybe 20 guys on the ship or whatever. Now there's mm-hmm. like 200 guys in this massive yeah. base. And there's only four of us. And, um, you know, Mithril's kind of useless really. <laughs> so <laughs> there's really only three of them, <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah I think uh, he gets like one or two kills. Yeah. <laughs> the one, one thing he's good about is he does deactivate, um, so, something in the reactor that makes the lava bubble up and he goes, this thing's going to blow. And they like go running, but like he was the one that actually pulled that part off, but, um, only, he only did it. So, so he get another 50 years off the sentence or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, he's definitely not a willing helper. Yeah. 
So all really good action. Um, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm a pretty big Star Wars nerd, but I'm not, uh, I'm not as in the know as even like some of the guys that I work with have read like a bunch of the Star Wars books and stuff like that. They're super into mm-hmm. it. And, um, and, and I've not seen Rebels yet. I'm, I'm trying to watch Rebels right now. I'm, I'm still in season one, but um, apparently yeah. that, that uh, we'll talk more about the, the vehicle for lack of a better term that they escape on. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk a lot about that vehicle because I think it's like a super cool vehicle, okay. but um, apparently that vehicle is, is not the first time that it's shown up in star Wars. Um, I guess it's a kind of a big part of rebels um, specifically. I okay. think the final season of rebels is what I heard, but I could be getting that point wrong, but yeah. Um, like that, that like as soon as they saw that vehicle parked, um, like one of my coworkers saw it parked uh, when they first arrived at the base, like when they um, were like on the roof of the base, whatever. And mm-hmm. I, and I think they hadn't even gone inside yet. He was like, Oh man, that's one of those blah, 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 whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. Like that's, that's a cool reference. And then they end up, it ends up being a huge part of the episode. So um, yeah. 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 That was a, a big fan service thing for people that, that have experienced that. I, I hadn't seen that, that reference, but um, so obviously the big, the big reveal in this episode is what they find in there. Um, mm-hmm. When they first start walking through and they see, and then you start seeing all these, um, what do you call them? Like, Pretty I, much I, like I, pods or tubes. Yeah. Like yeah, incubator tube. tubes. Yeah. It's like t- tubes that you would expect to see. A lot of sci-fi films do, do or sci-fi um, media does this, but like it's a, you know, like the I'm making clones like they, um, when you see clones being made in the star Wars universe, it looks like this. Yeah. Uh, these aren't clones, you know, we kind of learned some things, but it looks like the same way that they make clones or uh, sci-fi mm-hmm. movies. Like if you're, if they're making, um, you know, um, like a baby from like, just like an embryo, like, you know, on your own without any, you know, human involved or whatever, it looks like that kind of thing, yeah. you know, bubbles. And obviously they're pumping oxygen into these things. And, and like, as soon as I saw it, it was like, what is this like what are they doing back mm-hmm. here um and obviously you can see the same reaction from all the characters are like uh i like this is a little crazy we weren't expecting anything like yeah. this this is so, not normal whatsoever <laughs> so um so what's what's the big reveal here what what would you come away with on so it? then oh, cool. the the doctor pops up um which we haven't seen him since early season one the doctor that was working on baby yoda and um he's talking about how he needs more blood from the child well he doesn't reference as the child but um and he's basically saying sending out a message to moff gideon and mando's just like well this must be super long ago and then they find out that this message was just sent out three days ago. So mm. then you find out that Moff Gideon is planning on basically building an army of baby Yodas pretty much. Or yeah. he's going to do something with the baby Yoda race. Yeah, he he does mention the word um, transfusion, blood transfusion. Yeah. So... Um, you know, and obviously he didn't have enough. And I think a lot, it's insinuated or maybe outright stated that the trials aren't going well. Like they, they've had a lot yeah. of failures. So um, they, t- they took, in, in the video, he, the doctor says something like, we, you know, we took as much blood as we could from the child without killing him. 
Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, he's basically like, don't kill me, you know, don't kill me. Like I did, I did my best here. You know, um, you know, I took as much blood as I could, but it wasn't enough and the trials haven't gone very well, but, we, but essentially what's, what I think is going on is they're transfusing his blood with the blood of these other beings. So like at first, when I first saw yeah. the tubes, I was like, okay, these are clones. Um, maybe they're cloning from his blood or something like that. But then I'm like, no, those are actual people. Like whether they kidnapped them, which they probably did, um, or yeah. they or they came willingly to be tested on, who knows? But my guess is they kidnapped them, threw them in the tube, um, took the blood from um, the child, transfused it with their blood, and then waited to see what would happen. And my guess is it probably killed some of them. Um, in other cases, maybe mm -hmm. didn't do, do anything um, at all. But yeah, they they essentially, I mean, like you said, I agree. I think he's essentially trying to create like a, like a super soldier master race type of thing off of, yeah. off of this, this child's blood. So they don't say midichlorian, which is really funny, but they do say um, a higher, uh, we'll find a, a donor with a higher M count. So this is actually the first, I think, I think it is. I, again, I haven't seen all things Star Wars. I've seen most Star Wars stuff. Yeah. But, um, they, they basically vowed to never utter the word midichlorian after episode one because of, of the outrage from fans. But um, they do say M count here, which is very interesting to me that they, um, they want to bring in the idea of midichlorians um, and that yeah. he has an unusually high count of this thing, but they don't want to call it midichlorians because of the backlash. And so they call it M count, which I think is really funny. Um, okay. So I did not know that, but yeah, that, it, that makes sense. Um, so, I mean, I would assume the reason why they want baby Yoda's blood is it would probably have to do with life expectancy would yeah. be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. I would, yeah. That's a good, that's a good thought. Yeah. The, uh, in him, like Jedi powers can actually be contributing yeah. to his long life. Yeah. That's never mm -hmm. like been clearly stated, like whether it's just his race, like the Yoda race in general is, are just a long living race or if it's yeah. um, like quite literally the, the, like he's so strong in the force that the force is like slowing down his aging. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's both of that's really interesting. But yeah, I mean, Without a doubt, the storyline is just getting started. And I would say it's revving up for the end of season two. Yeah. Um, I found a quote, actually, that, that explains it better than I explained it as far as, like, how the trials went. Um, so this is, I'm reading an exact quote from the episode here. It says, um, this is Dr. Pershing, the doctor we've been talking about. Um, yeah. He said, uh, through the experiments, there were there were promising effects for an entire fortnight, but then sadly the body rejected the blood. So it's not clear what that means, what the body rejecting the blood means, either they died or um, they just, um, you know, something happened where like the blood just dissipated inside of the body. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically they did say they were promising effects for an entire fortnight. So for a couple of weeks there, they were like, Oh my gosh, like this is going to work. And then it just mm -hmm. stopped working after that. So um, but yeah, we finally have an answer to the first season's, one of the first season's biggest questions, which is, what's the big deal with the child? What's, why does everyone yeah. want this thing? Obviously, a lot of people are just doing it for money, but 
Dr. Pershing and Moff Gideon obviously have an ulterior motive. We knew that they were taking his blood for something, but we didn't know exactly what, what it was. A lot of the biggest theory that I heard from season one, I know, I know you weren't <coughs> watching it in real time with season one, but a lot of people were from watching it episode, episode to episode and were theorizing that it was about cloning, like that they were going to take his blood and actually clone more um, yeah. Yodas basically. Um, and that does not seem to be the case um, from what we saw They're They're, experimenting on other races like trying to mm-hmm. manufacture manufacture for sensitive people basically like artificially um which i think is a really interesting addition for the star wars canon so yeah yeah it should be i'm really excited to see where it goes yeah i mean can you i i my my mind is racing as to where they can even go like what what's like now that they have this big reveal in this episode, where where are they going to go from here? As far as how um, I mean, they're they're I mean, it's obvious that that the, this episode five is going to be the Ahsoka episode. So yeah. Ahsoka Tano is going to be in this episode in episode five. She is. I mean, it's going to happen. And they just had the big. I mean, Mando is now aware of like phrases like M count and you know, knowing that this child is special. He doesn't know anything about the Jedi. Like he's heard a few stories and like he quoted their phrase, may the force be with you, but he doesn't really even know what that means. Like he's pretty dumb when it comes to Jedi stuff. And so I cannot wait for him to get in face-to-face with one of the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy, Ahsoka Tano, and have her just explain all this to him and to us as the audience. Cause a lot, there's a lot of questions that we still have watching this thing. And him saying they you know i watched this video of of this doctor and he said you know we have to find a donor with a higher m count what does that mean and they have her like explain like this is this is what the force is to him Uh, i hope we get that man like it's gonna be so cool to see how they follow up mando mando's questions getting answered by like a real jedi um so i can't wait i'm i'm interested to see how long season five or episode five will be yeah, because um, it's been back to back weeks where we've gotten kind of shorter episodes. So yeah. I'm very interested to see how long this one will be. Yeah, but um, for a while there, I mean, we talked on episode one. We thought that Boba Fett would be one of the big reveals, and we haven't even gotten close to seeing Boba Fett at that point. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so. When, when do you think we get Boba Fett again? It could be the, the finale. Yeah. I mean, I would say maybe the finale and that sets up for season three. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's super weird. I, I You almost assume at this point we're, we're halfway done with the season already. So, I mean, if he's going to come in yeah. a big part of the season, he has to come in in the next episode, um, which I don't, I, I wouldn't think they're going to do that. Like they want to f- focus on Ahsoka. So that maybe gives them three episodes left, but my guess is they don't have him in the sixth episode either. So, um, yeah. I mean, he's, he's clearly, I just don't tra- think tracking. he really, yeah, I don't think he really fits into this plot with what happened in episode four. I just don't really see how he's going to fit into this. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I my guess is it, it was just a big tease um, on this episode. When we got to the end of episode one, we're like, "Oh, here we go! It's going to be Boba Fett." Yeah. 
and then they just dropped it, um, which they've done that before in other ways. And from season one, they introduce some, a character or an idea and they just drop it. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's very interesting to me that, I mean, we're not headed into probably a big Boba Fett season. It's, it's in season two. I think, I think I agree with you. I, I think it's season three is where we're finally going to see him become yeah. a powerful force, which kind of makes me wonder about Moff Gideon. Like, do they kill off Moff, Moff Gideon in this season? Um, it doesn't seem like they want to do that. They want to make him like the big bad of like, you know, five seasons or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then where does Boba Fett fit into that? Is he not a bad character? Does he join forces with Mando and fight alongside him? Um, I'm very interested to see how they, how they rectify these two major forces of, um, of power. You know, you've got the Moff Gideon, you've got, and then you've got Boba Fett. Boba Fett seemingly doesn't mm-hmm. have anyone that he's, he's, um, allied with so you know yeah. maybe he's he's looking to ally with them I'm, he's probably at this point he's probably mostly in, in it just to get his armor back um mm-hmm. but maybe they can strike a deal with him or something like that i'd be very interested to see how they how they wrap him into what's already going on maybe he fights he fights helps them fight moff gideon um because they need boba fett's help that um, could be yeah yeah it's there's any there's a dozen different ways that the boba fett thing could go at this point um I seeing him as like as one of the main characters in season two has really been shattered in the last few episodes. He's he's not going to be <laughs> yeah. a big part of the season. So yeah, because I mean, you talked about it already. We have four episodes left, so yeah. And I feel like um, the real Star Wars fans out there, they want more than just four episodes. They want him to be a central star in this. Yeah. So, I mean, I almost think that it would be a dishonor to the following that Boba Fett has got received if they don't center stuff like part of the plot around him. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So they they learn they they try to like destroy the evidence. Like they're like shooting the console and stuff like that as they're as they're getting attacked by you know our 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 squad that we that we've been following. And and yeah, they still are able to get at least one video um, off of there before obviously they have to run and the whole place goes up. Um, yeah. Goes pear shaped from there. But um, so, um, anyways, uh, I guess let's cover the escape. So they like they're getting out to the front um well the first thing we need to say is that and i I love i love seeing the the kind of fatherly almost motherly uh aspect of the mandalorian like as soon as he watches this video and realizes that they are after they're coming for the child he's like Mm -hmm. i'm out i'm out of here guys and he just like jets off and just leaves them at the at the base which i think is really interesting um and obviously goes straight back to get to get the child from the school um and then mm-hmm. they're left to kind of fend for themselves um kara it's looking bad like at one point their their um speeder whatever that they rode in on gets destroyed <laughs> accidentally and yeah um doesn't he does mithril like drop something on it i can't remember how it got no they land whatever vehicle that they commandeer they oh, land on right. top of their speeder that's right yeah, so Kara steals so. this vehicle that I kind of teased earlier, but um, and and they just drive it right off the top of the cliff, which is so great, yeah. um, and smashes the the speeder that they came in on when it hits the ground. 
Um, and then they're chased by like speeder bikes, which is like yeah. the likes the likes of which we saw in Return of the Jedi on on Endor and stuff like that. And I was like, let's go! Like this is awesome. This is some like some real Star Wars stuff here. Um, they they we see that the speeder bikes can actually like uh, transgress down the side of a, a mountain or vol- volcano or whatever. So it's <laughs> extremely rocky terrain, yeah. and they just like soar over it. Um, that was really cool to watch. Um, yeah, the filming was phenomenal on that whole scene it looks so good um but man the gun that like shooting that gun out of the back of that thing as they're being chased by like like tie fighters come after them at one point um it was thrilling like it was it was super cool i felt like i honestly i felt like we were watching action that was every bit as good as anything we've seen from like seven eight nine of the movies Mm -hmm. yeah it was a great chase scene and then (laughs) Um, then Mando swoops in and the ship has been restored and he pretty much saves the day at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <coughs> at, one, at one point during the chase, Karga, Grief Karga, uh, shoots one of the TIE fighters down, but the, like, as it goes down, the TIE fighter actually like lands on their vehicle and like destroys like the back half of it or whatever. It's like, yeah going up in flames type of thing but yeah the razor crest shows up and shoots them out of the sky and it's it's all oh man the the child is like in the back as he's like shooting tie fighters out of the sky and he's got like his arms raised like he's running a roller coaster and just enjoying his cookies (laughs) yeah he's eating a cookie and and, like putting his hands in the air he's like wee yeah (laughs) so i thought that was really great um dude that last that final shoot where he um he's coming down like he's he's pitching down towards the the planet and does this freaking like barrel roll as he's coming in yeah to like this to, to shoot and destroy that last tie fighter i was like that's awesome like that's that's some, yeah. like um luke skywalker poe dameron kind of kind of flying um it was, all, it was really <laughs> yeah cool it kind of looked like at a point that he was just kind of like crash into this mm-hmm. but then i mean it was phenomenal i mean <laughs> those barrel rolls were crazy and he goes in and gets that final tie fire. Yeah. Yeah. Of course he's even able to, to pull this off because you know, the part we left out is at the beginning of the episode, he, he leaves the razor crest yet again with another mechanic <laughs> this time in the borrow mechanic yeah. to get this thing even more fixed up. Cause the Mon calamari obviously didn't do a very good job. Um, they, left <laughs> yeah. like, they left fishnets in his cockpit, but um, yeah. So obviously the Razor Crest is back. It's it's fully to quote a Star Wars phrase, it's fully operational at this point. Um but um he does that that dive bomb shoot and then uh, the child throws up in the backseat, which I thought that was good. Yeah. Um and then we go to a Star Destroyer, it's it's revealed that they put a tracking device on the on the Razor Crest. And then um did you recognize that last shot, the very last shot where they show the hallway of those like um uniforms i didn't know what it was but someone had to point it out to me at work well i was i was gonna ask you about the mechanic actually okay yeah um, is that mechanic um have we uh seen her before was she in the last trilogy uh i don't know that's interesting though she could be just like a member of a race that we've seen before. Yeah, I um, feel like she's at least a member of the race. Okay. 
Um, probably. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't honestly even remember what she looked like. Um, yeah, I, I didn't look anything up on she that. She has like the goggles and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll have to look that up. Okay. Yeah. See if you can find something on it. I didn't, I didn't see anything about that character. Um, I think she, she really only has just a couple lines in the episode, but so the, the, um, the suits, like the uniforms um, that they see that are like hanging up on the rack as, as you're, you know, seeing the star destroyer go through space. Um, Apparently are dark troopers. This was news to me. I'd never heard of dark troopers before. Um, Apparently, and this is a really deep cut for star Wars stuff, but they are from a video game, a star Wars video game. So um, it's called, I think dark forces, star Wars, dark forces. Um, Have you ever heard of this game? I've never played it. Mm Hmm. No. So, so one of the it's it's um it's a first person shooter game that came out in uh, I'm reading 1995 is I think that's correct. Um, think Doom, like the original Doom um, or Duke okay. Nukem. It's it's kind of kind of that kind of a um, shooting game um, where you're shooting left and right, but there's not a whole lot of like up and down <laughs> movement. Mm-hmm. It's very old school, like mid 90s shooter. Um, and apparently it's really good. I have a, a coworker that's played it and really loves it. And one of the bad guys, one of the baddies that you shoot in that game are a new, something they introduced for that game didn't exist in any of the movies um, called dark troopers. And they're basically, they look like stormtroopers, but they're just all black. So kind of a mix between a stormtrooper and Darth Vader, um, but um, kind of in body form, kind of like closer to a, star- a stormtrooper. And apparently they okay. are, I didn't do a lot of research on it, but um, from what they were telling me at work, like they are like kind of elite forces. Um, so uh, like special forces kind of thing for the empire. And supposedly like in some of the books and lore and stuff that's been written, which I don't think any of that's canon at this point. Um, you know, they can, Disney can yeah. take whatever they want and leave the rest out. But um, in some of the books that are no longer canon, I think they were like, souped up somehow so like it actually fits really well with the super soldier kind of idea so um it's very possible that either those uniforms are for future soldiers that he's trying to make with uh the baby yoda's blood or he's already been successful in making some and that he's coming more likely is he's coming with an army of dark troopers uh to get that yeah. child back by force um so that that's kind of the big reveal at the at the end of the episode is that he has dark troopers yeah, I found uh I found two things when I was reading about Easter eggs. Um Yeah. Um they believe that uh this could these baby Yoda experiments are a precursor to Palpatine's creation of the Snoke clone. Yeah, so, I did read read that. So yeah, that's they think that this could connect them and the uh mechanic that I was I knew I had seen it somewhere and <laughs> it's actually, um, let me get back to it. Uh, where did it go? Um, but it goes back to solo actually. And, um, it's Mimbonis, Mimbonis, something like okay. that. Okay. Um, it looks very similar to Okai the Sith devotee sent to retrieve Ray as a child. 
Okay. But then this one on Navarro is actually in, it's a race, Membanis, and it's introduced in Solo. Okay. Cool. See, man, so, you, yeah. you noticed something I didn't even notice. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. So that, that's my one takeaway. I knew I yeah. had seen that type of race somewhere. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, th- th- this show is so good with the Easter egg stuff, man. Like, I feel like um, we'll, we'll get to uh, love, le- love Letter stuff when we talk about um, Star Wars, Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. But um, th- these guys just get Star Wars. And they're oh, yeah. whether they're inventing new races to show us that have literally never existed in Star Wars, um, or they're just digging up, like, the most random... Um, you know, seen them in one movie kind of race. Um, you know, again, it's, um, it's, it's awesome. Like I, I love, I love how yeah. they lovingly craft these episodes to fit perfectly in the star Wars galaxy. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. What a great episode. I, um, it was really cool to see, uh, the trio back again, uh, Mando, Kara and yeah. grief. And then of course, you know, Mithril's there too in the background, but, um, <laughs> It was uh it was neat to see them kind of teaming up again and um you know I um I, I did think that there were parts of it that were a little slow but most of the the, the episode were was really action packed uh, and it was just good to see the old characters come back I, we we had it had been too long uh, since we had seen these yeah. guys so definitely yeah, yeah great it episode. was a good episode. I think um, I think that both of those three episode three and four are about to be trumped with episode five. I think we're about to get a huge one in this next episode, oh, yeah. but, but we'll see. With, I can't, uh, wait. Doubt. can't wait to watch it. So I mean, maybe we'll try. It would be we, like we'll we'll talk about it after uh, we hit stop on the recording. But um, maybe we'll try um, doing the. Um, if you're up for it, I don't know what you guys have planned for Friday, but like um, maybe we could do the. Um, group watch we've never done yeah um, the group watch. i mean that would feature. be fun i mean i i think it would be i mean i don't th- i think we're spot on that's gonna be a huge episode but yeah how how humorous would it be if it <laughs> wasn't a huge episode what if it's like a 12 minute episode where they just like have lunch yeah. and then and then like and then roll credits <laughs> That'd be like the they biggest. have a thanks thanksgiving <laughs> feast and then they yeah. just call it good or life day it could be life day um yeah but yeah uh yeah that'd be the, like the biggest middle finger to to yeah. uh man no joke so speaking of life day uh let's let's go ahead and jump into it um from this point forward we're going to cover the lego star wars holiday special um obviously a reference to the i had to look it up 1978 uh original <laughs> star wars holiday special um so you know it's been uh what 40 42 years or so since the original one yeah um the original uh if you're not familiar i if you're a star wars fan um and probably a lot of you listening to this are but um it this the the original star wars holiday special that came out in 1978 um i I think at the time was supposed to be a cool kind of like fan servicey thing but it has gone down in like infamous history um you can i don't know (laughs) if you still can still can find it but i originally watched it uh three years ago two or three years ago it's the first time i had ever seen it and i found it on youtube and um one little fun fact 
like George Lucas, who obviously doesn't own um, Star Wars anymore anyways, has yeah. like f- for many, many years, like maybe even from the first year, um, has completely disavowed the holiday special. I think it was in his contract. He was forced to do it or something like that. Um, he basically put together, you know, like, you know, the simplest thing he could do and didn't even want to make it in the first place. I don't think, uh, yeah. um, I think uh, uh, the actors have gone on record in saying that they, the actors didn't want to do it either. <laughs> And it was a, a straight to TV, like uh, like a literal Christmas holiday special type of thing. But it's Life Day instead of Christmas. Um, there's a lot of like Wookiees just jabbering on with no subtitles, and you have no idea what's going on in the scene. Um, there's a cooking show at one point. It's it's really bizarre. It's super weird. It's very late '70s, but um, like just Star Wars done like really really terribly. And um, and you, they've never sold it. Like George Lucas has, ne- has never put on uh, like a VHS tape or DVD. It's never been sold in stores. Like he basically mm. tried to like, basically ignore its existence and maybe it'll just go away. <laughs> and it's it's been like this cult following of people that watch it like every year around Christmas time and stuff like that. But um, it is such a bizarre thing. So for like for Lego to make something called the Star Wars Holiday Special, I think is, in and of itself is, is great. Like it's just really funny. Um, that they even called it that. And the fact that actually that Life Day, it's a, it's a small part, but that Life Day is a part of this episode, which is the entire crux of the original holiday special, which yeah. the only thing you need to know about that, I mean, don't watch it if, if you're not interested because it's really dumb. But the whole th- the whole premise of that is that um, on, on a Kashyyyk where um, Chewie is from, they have this like, w- like planet-wide holiday called Life Day. And it's just a chance to like come together and be around family. It's basically Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever, but it's life day. So that they don't have to invoke like an American holiday and, and just um, eat. Yeah. And just eat and just spend time with friends and family. So um, yeah. And that is essentially the whole premise of the entire original holiday special. And then it's, it's in this, but it's a very small um, part of it. So yeah. Um, before we get into the actual Lego star Wars holiday special, what is your, I want to ask you, what's your experience with Lego, like in general, like the, the movies, uh, TV shows, um, if you've seen them, like what's, what's your history with them? Well, I grew up, I loved uh, the Lego toys. Um, building stuff with Legos was great. Um, I've seen the first quote unquote Lego movie. Um, mm-hmm. The one that came out, I don't even remember when it came out, like 2013, something like that. Um, then I've seen the Lego Batman movie and, uh, Caitlin's brother has always been a big fan of like the Lego video games. So I've played like the Lego Harry Potter game, Lego Batman game, Lego Star Wars. And so I have a decent background with, uh, Legos. And so it was, uh, I didn't really because I've never seen the Star Wars Christmas special. So I didn't really know what to expect. And I mean, I'd say I had pretty low expectations for it. <laughs> so I'd say my expectations were probably exceeded with this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, you've, you've actually probably seen more than I have then. I, I, I have seen the Lego movie. Um, I've not seen, um, much to probably a lot of people's chagrin. I, I've not seen anything else. So like, 
um, the, uh, you know, for a lot of people, like the best thing that they've ever done is like Lego Batman. And I've not seen that at all. Um, so, oh, it's a, it's a um, good one. So, yeah. Um, you need to watch that one. It's a good one. Yeah, I, I heard it's just maybe one of the funniest things they've ever done. I, I just mm-hmm. I, I haven't had a chance to actually sit down and watch it. Um, they have a lot of stuff. Like um, Lego Ninjago yeah. is like one of their biggest things. Um, Lego DC, they've, they've done DC characters a lot. Um, Lego Scooby-Doo, Lego Jurassic World. They've, they've done TV series, short films, uh, full-length uh, motion pictures. They've done so much stuff. Um, there's no way that any one person could just watch all of it. Um, and uh like i said the video games um i'm mostly my history is mostly the video games um i played mm-hmm. not maybe not even half of them but i've, I've played i probably played like 40 percent of them and yeah. um i played an entire series of them like i've played all the star wars ones and um there's a new star wars one that's going to come out like next year and I'll, I'll probably play through all that okay. um i played uh some of the lego batman ones uh, the video games that, that is and um, Harry Potter and a couple of the other ones. So I've probably maybe played more of the games than you have, but you've probably seen more of the movies than I have. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, both of us are coming with, you know, pretty limited uh, experience, but I kind of know what we get, what you come to expect from this kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. um, it is, they've, be, they've, be, to me, at least, especially in the games, they started out as being like nothing but, parody and um like the characters wouldn't even talk in like they would speak in like yeah. a lego language language and then they at one point they changed over and, and they made them actually speak english and then um with that came more serious tone where they were actually saying like no like we want to tell a story um and mm-hmm. while still being funny and still being kind of parody of of the original source material that's what we're getting here is in, in my opinion is mostly a serious story um obviously there's parody and there's funnies you know, chuckles and stuff like that throughout the, in, in every scene throughout the entire movie, but it is trying to tell like a cohesive story of what's going on. Now it's, there's clearly not Canon. It's not even trying to be Canon. It's not trying to <laughs> teach you anything about star Wars really. Even it's, it is. Um, in fact, I would say, I was go so far as to say is you might not even like this if you've not seen star Wars, um, which oh, yeah. I, it, sounds, it sounds silly. It sounds silly to even say that because Star Wars is literally in the title. So why would you even be interested? But like, if you don't know these characters, I don't know that there's really anything to love about this, about this movie. Yeah. Um, because all of the funny stuff are references to fans, like people that grew up with Star yeah. Wars. Um, and so, yeah, it's it is clearly kind of a fan, fan movie. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely say, without a doubt, my favorite part was when Ray is basically going back to all those famous scenes from, Mm -hmm. I mean, I would, I wasn't counting, but I would venture to say that almost every Star Wars movie had a scene that she flashed back to. Yeah. Which, I mean, I absolutely loved that part. Um, It was great. And, we we got, we uh, got pod racers. Like I, like I was like, how far, how far back are they going to go? And then, I mean, they went to the Anakin versus Obi-Wan fight on the volcano. That was excellent. And um, one thing that I laughed just so hard, Caitlin didn't watch this with me, so I had to (laughs) rewind it for her. But whenever Darth Vader gives Palpatine the coffee mug (laughs) and 
world's best emp- emperor or something, whatever it said. Yeah, Gal- Galaxy's and, best, yeah. <laughs> and Palpatine just hates it. And Vader's like, well, I went to hundreds of gift shops and I finally found it for you. <laughs> and I mean, I just thought that was just so funny. Yeah, I laughed a lot of that too. Um, and, and it comes, it even comes back at the very end of the the movie where he's like, when he's falling down the reactor, and like he's yeah. like, "Oh, galaxy's best emperor." Yeah, you know, it's it's a, you know, it's like he realizes like it's the thought that counts or whatever. So, and then he's um, like gonna turn over a new leaf, and then he just is gone. I, for me, I thought the Emperor was one of my favorite characters in the oh, whole yeah. thing. Um, so good. Um, we we don't need to go over cast members per se, but <laughs> okay. um, a, a lot of the a lot of the cast original cast members are in this. Like uh, mm-hmm. like Billy Dee Williams is 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 playing Lando. <laughs> like it's really him. Um, I think Maz can. Well, I don't know about Maz Kanata. I want to say Maz Kanata is maybe voiced by the original actor. Um, the 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 voice actors is playing Rose in this movie is really Rose. Like it's, it's okay. Kelly Marie Tran or whatever her name is um, from, from the, from the latest movies. Yeah. Um, now the main characters, including Ray, who, I mean, this is, it says Lego star Wars, but it is mostly a Ray. This is a Ray story. Like from beginning to end, yeah, it's, definitely. it's mostly following Ray, um, but she's not voiced by Daisy Ridley. It's, it's a, it's actually, she is, I will talk about her. She, I don't, I, should probably look up her name, but the, the, the actress that voices Ray in this has voiced Ray before. So this isn't her first time. Another doing Ray. Lego stuff. Or... I, I think at least maybe not another Lego stuff, probably another Lego thing. I saw some kind of animated thing um, okay. where she, where she voiced Ray um, that I think was not Lego, but she may have done like a Lego Ray um, before as well. I mean, it sounded good compared to Daisy yeah. Ridley's voice. I mean, yeah, I've, I'm actually playing a video game where she voices a character in that. I'm play, playing a game that I mentioned to you already, Grant, called Bug Snacks. And yeah. um, the, the girl that that voices Ray in this is one of the characters in Bug Snacks. So I've, oh, actually nice. heard, I've heard her twice this week, which is kind of interesting. Okay. Um, but uh, anyway, she I think she does a, a pretty good job. I think I want to say she's maybe Australian. Like her voice, some of the... Um, the way that she formulated some of her value vowels sounded up more Australian to me. Whereas yeah. Daisy Ridley is very, very much British. So um, yeah, uh, it was, cl- it was close, but I, I thought, thought like the depth of uh, the, how deep her voice is. Cause Daisy Ridley has kind of like a uh, more like alto, um, yeah. like deeper voice. Um, I thought she actually did. She mimicked da- uh, Daisy Ridley pretty well. Um, but yeah, like the emperor, like the guy who plays the emperor and this is not the never yeah through in any iteration of star wars has never been the emperor at any other time um so but i thought he sounded pretty pretty close yeah he kind um, of uh stole the show yeah he really did i for me it was the biggest characters were ray and palpatine um yeah i thought i thought both of them were really well done uh vader is prominent but not he doesn't have a lot of lines. Like he's just kind of in the background sh- shots and has delivers like quick one-liners here and there. Yeah. Um, but I thought he was well-voiced too. I thought he sounded um, just like the original Vader too. Um, and then Kylo Ren was, that was pretty humorous scenes. Like when you first see him and he's got like his shirt off. And <laughs> that, I find that pretty funny. 
there's that uh, commander or whatever that walks in and, and he's like, yeah. he's trying, he's trying to tell him something serious, but he keeps messing up his words. He's like, yeah. this is some, some blah, blah, blah shirts. I, I mean, no, it, uh, we're chasing them in the pectoral locations. Uh, something yeah. naval. <laughs> he's like, he keeps like, you know, focusing on what he's seen. And then there's yeah. that, that part where the emperor says, um, he's like, so what happens in the future? Like, Oh, let's say 30 years, whatever. Uh, what happens to me, whatever. And, and Kylo's like, um, you know, you don't rule the galaxy anymore. And he's like, some of the galaxy. And he's like, uh, none of the galaxy. And he's like, he's like, you know, it's a long story. Let me just tell you the story. He's like, can you tell me the story with a shirt on? <laughs> yeah. And then there's, I, I died. There's like the whole, when the flow chart where uh, Palpatine gets out the flow chart and shows how he's <laughs> the emperor and then <laughs> Supreme commander Kylo Ren after that. And it was, I mean, they only show the flow chart for like three seconds, but I mean, that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, <'cause>... yeah. That... <laughs> There's a lot of quick things in this one. Like, uh... <clears throat> there's a lot of like uh, blink and you'll miss it kind of. Yeah. Uh, kind of things. And yeah, the, the flow chart was definitely one of them. <clears throat> yeah, that was, that was pretty, that was pretty great. And, but I mean, without a doubt, um, there was like the scene where they flash back to where uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin are about to go see Padme and Anakin's got the flowers. That was pretty funny. Um, yeah. And, but I mean, I thought for the most part, and then we even get baby Yoda and Mando. Dude, I did not see that coming in at all. I like, yeah. I, that was, that was to me like a really powerful, I mean, um, Baby Yoda and Mando's in it for exactly like seven seconds. Like it's a really mm-hmm. quick thing. Um, they they don't even spend. Some, it's Navarro. Like it, it's it's yeah. w- literally what we've been seeing recently on the show. Um, but yeah, for them to to work in Ma- Mandalorian into the holiday special, I I was that threw me. I I was not expecting that at all. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I, I think you might be right. Like literally, almost every movie is is ref. I know the original trilogy definitely is referenced a lot. Yeah. And episode one is episode three is episode two. I don't I don't know if that one's referenced or not. There probably is something in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then you get the Death Star being blown up. Um, yeah. At one point, he's whole... at one point he says, uh, "I, I want to call it Death Star 2. And he's like, "Oh, that's yeah. You know, that's not 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 very original." And he, and he's like, "Well." He says Death Star Two feels a little derivative. Um, what about Star Killer Base? And then um, he's just like, "No, that's garbage. We're not using that and name." And then Kylo Ren <laughs> is just like Kylo Ren comes up with it, and he's just like, "Oh, that's a great name." Yeah, <laughs> I love how like Palpatine like is not loyal to anyone. Like he he, yeah. he ditches Vader in a heartbeat, and then um, Kylo is like his new. Uh, apprentice he's like you're gonna be my 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 new favorite apprentice but then he ditches him and tries to get raised <laughs> it's yeah. so funny it's he just, just like bails like... on everybody yeah i mean it was i mean i feel like i didn't even expect there to be a storyline so yeah the fact that there was one that was one of the things that i liked the most about it and that it tied in like previous Star Wars movies. I love that too. Yeah. So I guess if, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the movie, I, I guess we should probably tell you what the main story is. So uh, there's not much to it. It's it's basically, I mean, the, the movie's only like 45 minutes long. Yeah. But um, the basically there's a, they call it a key. It, it looks like a 
a stone um, on a stick type of thing, mm-hmm. but um, it, it basically has the ability to create portals through space and time. Uh, so mm-hmm. not only can she jump to any planet she wants, but she can jump to any time, uh, yeah. you know, in a timeline that she wants to go to. And so um, they, because the whole, the whole way this starts is Ray is trying to train Finn um, to be mm-hmm. a Jedi. And she's obviously become essentially Jedi master at this level um, at this point. And so she's going to become the master and Finn will be the apprentice and she's not doing very well and is struggling. And she found, you know, it's so random that she finds this one reference where like uh, only on life day, every year, yeah. if, if you go to this one planet, this one temple, <laughs> you'll get the assistance that you need to become like the best teacher ever. And yeah. so she goes there she finds the key, which is obviously what she's supposed to find. And then she realizes that if I can go back in time, I can talk to any Jedi master that has ever li- lived and they can teach me how to be a good teacher. And then I can take that back to Finn and actually train him properly. And of course she does that, but it, everything goes crazy and she ends up, Yeah. I mean, how it ends towards the end of the movie is like, she's literally wrapped up like almost every major character in all of star Wars. And they have this like, epic like battle scene where they all like you know come at each other and fight um kind of like the end of of a uh, um mcu endgame <laughs> um, yeah i mean we get half of darth maul i i enjoyed that part too now yeah. that you mentioned that um but yeah and then you get like you get two anakins you get two obi-wans <laughs> and it's just and, funny and only god knows how many luke's there's like eight yeah. luke's or something <laughs> they grab luke from all these different time periods um the most prominently featured one is the original like um moisture farmer luke <laughs> that you see yeah. on tattooing from the very beginning of a, a new hope but um yeah he follows he ends up kind of almost becoming like a sidekick to ray um and follows her through you know many different times and spaces um but yeah, the the kind of one of the biggest um, showdowns is actually in in the throne room during the events of um, Return of the Jedi uh, episode yeah. six, and um, and there's just a lot of humor and poking fun at you know stuff. It's 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 mostly winks and nods. It's not like I I didn't laugh out loud for a, a lot of the what were supposed to be big laughs. Um, I thought like uh, uh luke's there were some recurring gags about how like luke always says blue milk like everywhere he goes and at yeah. one point like um uh drinks blue milk and has a blue milk mustache you know it's just silly stuff um that i think a lot of kids would enjoy and i you know i just kind of like you know chuckled inside and and smiled through a lot of that stuff but it was it was cool that these guys the guys that wrote the, this are huge star wars fans huge mm-hmm. like they're not making fun of star wars even though they're making fun of it like they are this they clearly love the source material so much that they wanted to make this love letter to all of star wars like all nine episodes of star wars movies um and 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 yet still be funny and kind of poke fun yeah and then like the whole part where palpatine's like oh we'll see how darth vader likes it being thrown down the shaft (laughs) so his whole plan is that he's gonna throw luke in uh vader down and i mean that was just comical (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah that's a really funny scene it's just it's just total i mean it's lego so it's total chaos the whole time um yeah they uh they go like i said earlier they go back to episode one um some pod races uh, pod racers go through the portal at one point 
um, and end up somewhere else. Um, uh, <laughs> there's little um, lots and I mean, I couldn't even pick up on all of them, but like lots of like uh, phrases that are either directly quoted from the movies or, um, or slightly adapted, you know, there, yeah. there's one point where it's Vader versus Vader. Uh, there's two Vaders that are like from different time periods yeah. that, fight, that fight each other. And they're saying impressive, most impressive as they're yeah. fighting, um, which is really funny. Um, uh, they make, we haven't even talked about the, the actual life day, like the party that's going on, but they, um, there's little lines like, you know, Poe's going to start losing arms if he keeps doing this, you know, referencing mm -hmm. Chewbacca's propensity to pull people's arms off. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn at one point is training Obi-Wan, a, a very young Obi-Wan, which I've, we haven't seen a lot of um, from the movies. And Obi-Wan's um, talking about, he's like, boring, who cares about a trade dispute? Um, yeah. Obviously re referencing the events of episode one. Um, and then when Han Solo, or old Han Solo meets young Han Solo, that was pretty funny too. Yeah. yeah nice that hair. Was good. <laughs> um. And then all the, the references to family, like, you know, Kyla saying, like, yeah. you know, my, oh, my grandfather and, and, um, my uncle. Yeah. I don't, uncle. Really, I, I don't really like my uncle. <laughs> and they're like, and of course, the, they don't know anything about this. So they're like, I've never seen you before in my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, I loved the part where, uh, the snowtroopers is on Hoth, the snowtroopers see, um, Vader from, empire this you know a second vader like i literally just saw vader and then now, now i've seen a second vader i think that both of them are in the same room and he's yeah. like he's like he's like it, it looks like you you know helmet chest buttons heavy breathing <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I laughed so hard at the chest buttons i mean I think that was really funny um so yeah um just lots of um great homage and really funny lines um again nothing that you're you're gonna like I mean, I'll probably forget all about this movie in six months. Like, I, it's yeah, not no like joke. something that's, that's going to stick with you. It's just, it's it's light, kind of fluffy Star Wars parody that I think is, is it's really smartly written. It's not necessarily mm -hmm. laugh out loud hilarious the whole time, but it doesn't have to be to be enjoyable. Like, I really enjoyed watching it one time. I, I probably won't come back to yeah. it for a long time, but. I definitely um, think that this is one of those movies or specials that if Disney Plus takes it off in like let's say a month or two, nobody's gonna know. Yeah. Unless yeah. you have a kid that absolutely lives and breathes this Lego Star Wars Christmas special. Yeah. Yeah, there's some there's some deep cut characters in there too. Um even recent characters like um Zori, like from the yeah. episode nine I think um movie and um, and like I said, Maz Kanata and Lando, it's old Lando. Um, Jawas mm -hmm. show up, Rodian shows up. Um, at one point, Lando's getting a, he's opening his life day present and he says, please be a cape, please be a cape. And then um, you see, um, oh my God, why do I always forget his name? The, the It's a trap guy. Oh, um, uh, Akbar. Akbar, Admiral Akbar. Um, instead of it's a trap, he says, uh, it's a it's, cape. It's, no, you know, and so he thinks it's a cape at first, and he says, it's a wrap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty clever. But yeah, it's, I mean, it is, it's just kind of, it's not very long. So it's not like you're in for like an hour and a half. It's, it's half yeah. that, that length. Um, 
Um, but, and, and the, the life day stuff is really relegated to like five minutes to, in total, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. eight minutes in total of this thing. Like, um, you, you see them singing jingle bells and hoodies at one point, <laughs> yeah. um, they carve the turkey with a lightsaber, of course, um, they cook it with the, the Falcon's engines. Um, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just silly stuff about life day, you know, what's, what's going on. With, related to Life Day when Ray is off gallivanting through yeah. space and time. So um, Yoda, we didn't mention this, Yoda um, narrates it, which I, I think is cool. And Yeah, Christmas uh, Yoda. Yeah, yeah, he actually shows up at the end uh, as Christmas Yoda. He looks just like um, like a Christmas special kind of yeah. um, outfit. Like he literally looks like the outfit that like the snowman wears on like Elf and yeah Rudolph yeah 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 I thought that that's what I thought too but I wasn't sure if that was right but yeah yeah um there there's not much in the way of like message or like theme (laughs) in this but I think if you could pull out anything it would be um it's really like almost a message to teachers like I mean you're a teacher Mm -hmm. but like um like at one point I think is is it Yoda that I think it's it's gotta be Yoda but like he says like you were so focused on your books, um, like the Jedi manuals and stuff that you forgot to actually care about him and be his friends, yeah. not just his master. Um, and that, you know, it's training is more about just teaching somebody. It's about being their friends and, and noticing them and like, and seeing what they're lacking and like, and pouring into them, you know, what they need to know. Um, you know, if, if you're so focused on your literature and your books and your, lesson plans and stuff like that you're, you're going to miss out on the actual act of teaching um so i thought that was kind of yeah. cool it was kind of a short little message but i thought it was neat yeah it's a, i think uh it just all comes down to relationships yeah building relationships with people yeah that i think because i mean point, even i mean you see i mean you see like what a good relationship is. And then you see like Palpatine obviously doesn't have any relationships really. Cause he's willing yeah. to just kick everybody to the curb, but you see good relationships between Yoda and Luke and then somewhat with Obi-Wan and Anakin and then Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. So, but yeah, I think uh, teaching is a great, takeaway from this as well yeah yeah um i don't know that i have anything else to say um yeah that that tip looked really good it basically looks like turkey oh yeah it's getting you all set for thursday (laughs) turkey day so yeah, if if you listen to this and haven't watched it, I guess I, I guess give it a shot. Uh, watch it with your kids. I, I think kids will really enjoy watching it. Um, I did not watch this with Jordan just because I don't think she would have had any idea what was going on. <laughs> yeah. um, so and that was turned out to be a good call. Um, uh, yeah, it's if you're into Star Wars at all, if, even if you've only seen the movies one time, I think I think you'll laugh. Like it, there's definitely some things yeah. that fans have thought were weird and silly the entire time it, there's several scenes where where uh obi-wan says um hello there <laughs> yeah. which has always become a meme at this point um and um and those are always funny um there's a, a part where kylo 
it's at the end where, where Kylo gets portaled back to where he came from and he immediately just destroys his entire room and the commander mm. like walks in and then like goes like, oh and like slowly like backs out yeah. of the room. <laughs> so um yeah it's it's just good really really good fan service. So definitely check it out. Um it's like I said short. Um you can watch it in you know forty five minutes sitting. So Yeah. So yeah. Um cool. Well I think that pretty much wraps this episode up. Um what uh we, 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 now that we have these double episodes i think we're pretty much tabling every week what else are you watching on disney plus there's obviously a lot to talk about um next episode uh it is pretty much just about confirmed uh unless something really weird happens uh we should ha- <laughs> we should have J- jake on the next episode so um so yeah next episode is uh jake from uh season two episode state one farm. state farm Jake from State Farm. Oh, Jake from State Farm. Yeah, that guy. Um, no, our friend Jake, not State Farm Jake, uh, is going to come back. Uh, so we said we'd, we'd have him like at a, in a middle episode. And I thought about having him on for this one, but um, I really feel like episode five is going to be the big one. <laughs> so we're going to have him on uh, the next episode to hopefully talk some Ahsoka stuff. Then we'll probably have him come back again for the finale uh, three weeks later. But yeah, episode two, uh, sorry, season two, episode five is what we're talking about next week, uh, probably with Jake as a guest, so all three of us. And um, then uh, the no, okay, we're not doing a movie next week, right? No, just okay. start, just Mandalorian next week. Yeah, I think I think that, and we've had some long episodes recently, anyways. Um, I think honestly, we're going to talk for an hour, probably on yeah. episode five, if if uh, my guess is correct. So um, even if it's a shorter episode, I think we'll still d- devote the entire our entire episode to that yeah. um, to that story. And I'm sure there's going to be a ton of theories, a ton of Ahsoka Tana, like where has she been questions answered and that's going to be interesting to discuss. So um, yeah, all of, all of next episode is going to be just episode five of uh, season two of the Mandalorian. Then we'll get back to movie stuff. We'll probably do a Christmas movie um, on the next, the following episode in a couple weeks. And then we um, got the high school musical, the series yep. Christmas special coming up. Yeah, so Grant and I kind of lined out like the rest of December. So um, yeah, I'm excited to do the high school musical, the musical, the series, holiday special, whatever the freaking long name of that thing is. And it'll then, be a um, long title. <laughs> and then um, I think I think after that, we after have the that finale. Is, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, the week after do- that. That that whole episode will, will be only finale. We're not going to discuss anything else on that episode. And then after that, I think it's going to be so, time for Soul. Um, yep. If you can believe it. So Christmas is, is coming that close. So yeah. so cool. Well, thanks, Grant. Um, that was a good discussion yeah. on this. It's been a Star Wars heavy episode now. I like that every so often. Oh, yeah. Uh, let us know what you want to hear about on this podcast or send us your own review on something you've watched on Disney Plus. Uh, we'd love to include you in the show. Um, Disney Plus reviews at hotmail.com is how you do that. That's P L U S all spelled out. Disney Plus reviews at hotmail.com. Um, we will be back. Uh, this was a later recording episode. Hopefully, I think we should be recording a little bit more on time uh, for this next episode. So we'll, we'll get this out to you not too long after this episode actually comes out. And uh, again, only episode five Mandalorian next time. So we'll see you then for that.